Hey, hi, this is Anirban and you're listening to my podcast, No Nirvana Jives. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how money impacts happiness. <laughs> I never thought I would end up uh, doing a podcast on a topic like this. I mean, think about it, right? I mean, if you ask people, does money impact happiness? What would you hear? Like, you would hear... Uh, you'd hear two sets of answers. One set is like, yes, it does. If I earn more, I'll definitely feel better. The other set is like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I need more meaning in life than money. So money will not impact my happiness. So it seems to be a very, very subjective play, right? But, and I've also always thought that way, to be honest. Recently, I came across an interesting research that actually made me think otherwise. This research was conducted in 2010 at Princeton University by two very reputed professors, Daniel Kahneman and Angus Deaton. So for your context, uh, Daniel Kahneman later went on to win the Nobel Prize for Behavioral Economics and he's the author of a very, very famous book called Thinking Fast and Thinking Slow. I mean, if you really get, if you, and it's, it's not a very academic book, it's a very easy to read book. So if you ever get a chance, do read it. It's very, very interesting. And, and it talks about, a lot about how behavioral economics impacts our day-to-day life. Anyways, getting back to the topic. So what did Kahneman and Dieter do? So they started, so they did a research to actually address this question, can money impact happiness? And what they found was, yes, it does, right? more money you are making, happier you are getting, right? Or like you're feeling emotionally more secure, you're feeling happier in general. But then get the catch. They realize that this is not an infinite cycle. I mean, there is an upper limit to it. And the best part of the research is that they found the upper limit. As per Kahneman and Deaton's research, money more money improves your emotional well-being only till you earn $75,000 a year. We're talking about 2010, right? In 2010, the number was $75,000 a year. Up till that number, you actually have seen experience an increase in happiness with more money. But let's say you start making $75,000 today and you make, and after a few years you make $85,000, it will not really impact your emotional well-being any further, right? What Kahneman and Deaton did not address, however, is that what about life satisfaction? This is about day-to-day satisfaction, day to on a daily basis, how you, someone feels or how emotionally secure someone feels. But life satisfaction is a totally different thing altogether, right? And what uh, Kahneman and Deaton found was that even after 75,000, money could actually positively impact life satisfaction. I mean. Let's say when somebody made 80,000, uh, their uh, emotional well-being will not improve from 75 to 80, but their life satisfaction will, right? So this was what was found in 2010. In 2018, another study was conducted, this time by Purdue University. They used a bigger data set, right? And what they found is, first part is about emotional well-being. They found that you need to make between 60,000 to 75,000 to actually max out on in terms of emotional well-being, right? After that, money will not impact your emotional well-being. I found this really, really interesting because my idea was, so if some, if the number was 75,000 in 2010, uh, it, should, it should grow by a certain 
inflation rate year over year and it should somewhat in 2018 it should be maybe 90,000 or 100,000 but actually it was the same range it was 60 to 75k uh, then but in the Purdue study 2018 study they did one more analysis they found that upper limit to life satisfaction as well I told you earlier right like Deaton and Kahneman found that 70, till 75,000 your emotional well-being is impacted but life satisfaction keeps increasing with more money and Dwayne Purdue University study put a cup cap to that also. After $95,000 annual income, money will not impact your life satisfaction as well, right? So there is an upper limit there, which is very, very surprising. And another very intriguing thing they found, that is once you make above 105,000, your happiness level actually slightly decreases. Wow, right? So. Let me explain a little bit about what is going on here, right? First of all, about the emotional well-being part, right? Uh, when someone is poor, right, that person has to go through a lot of fight and trigger to get the basics, right? Right, food, shelter, security, and all these things, right? So once you make somewhat a decent amount of money, you are in a position to take care of these basic needs, right? Healthcare, a safe place to live, food, clothing, and all these things, right? And we're talking about US data. And interesting part is that 60 to 75K range that was found for the emotional well-being part, uh, it is very much around the median American income at that time. That was 63K, right? So as long as you make above the up to the median uh, salary or above, your emotional well-being is taken care of because these basic needs are taken care of. These are the needs that are needed for your emotional well-being. Now, the next step is, now let's think about it, right? Uh, there is something called the Maslow's hierarchy of need, right? So Maslow did this, uh, has, has this structure where he kind of like analyzed how to motivate people and his hierarchy of his concept was that there are five levels of need that people have. First level is like basic needs like food, food and shelter and clothing the basics very basics right next level is security you need to feel safe and secure right third level is social acceptance fourth level is esteem and fifth level is called self-actualization now if you see uh, the first two the basic needs and security that is what is very very heavily impacted by money right and so and this can be both can be taken care of by the time you make between 60 to 75 years. again i'm talking us here us market here right uh unfortunately i we, we do not have a equivalent study for other countries but we could actually use purchasing power parity and try to find out equivalence uh but anyways i'm not getting into that but what i'm saying is like till security need is something that can be taken care of by that median salary that you were talking about now for this life satisfaction level, you need some bit of that social acceptance and some bit of esteem, right? So that also you don't need in beyond, you don't need in extremes, right? At 95K, you can actually take care of, money takes care of whatever bit you need there to actually meet your criteria for life satisfaction, right? So the question now is, okay, all that is great, right? So, and so the point is the remaining part of esteem the remaining part of social acceptance and the entire part of self-actualization you really cannot achieve that through money right so money can make you happen happy only till a distance that's a part 
Now, there is one part I mentioned, right? After 105,000, people actually start the happiness level or the overall happiness le- or the overall life satisfaction level that comes down. Question is, why should it come down, right? It can stay stable. So, there are some factors that happen here. The first one is, there is a constant peer pressure that people start facing, right? The more money you make, the more the more you start comparing yourself with your peers, you start thinking, okay, am I making as much as my peers, right? That is where, the, I see, going back to the Maslow's uh, hierarchy, it is kind of where it is pinching you and the social and esteem layer, right? You start to keep on thinking, right? Am I making as much as my peers? Am I going to be respected like amongst my peers and all these things, right? So then, I mean, when you are really poor, you really don't, you don't expect anyone to respect you for the money you have, right? But when you're making that kind of money, you really expect some bit of respect for the amount of money you're making, right? And that is where the challenge starts. The second part is like, there is no incremental benefit of that money, right? Because there are, so I mean, like you, of course, will be getting more things, right? So what happens there is like another factor, another thing happens here, a phenomenon called hedonic adaptation, right? You adopt to your improved life. You don't consider it special anymore. Imagine this, let's say you have grown up uh, uh, using only public transport. So you are used to just uh, travel in uh, very crowded buses, crowded subway, uh, uh, trains and all of this, right? And then finally you buy a car and all of a sudden your transport, your travel becomes much, much better. First month, first year, you love it, right? You love the experience. You constantly compare your new self with the old self. But then after a while, your body will be used to that. It's not like five years later, you will be thankful that you have a car to drive, right? You will be looking for something else at that point, right? So you constantly adopt to your new lifestyle and it stops satisfying you any further, right? So that's what happens, right? It's not like you keep on earning money and you keep on buying happiness. That's happened that way. Another factor, uh, another factor of this, that is a factor that is called uh, golden handcuffs, right? I'll talk about this shortly. Uh, but before that, there was this Better Labs survey in 2018 that found that 90% of the res- respondents said that uh, they are willing to take up to a 23% cut on their future earnings if they can take up a job with more meaning, right? So, but the question is why aren't they doing it, right? It's not like people who are all claiming that they can take a cut and all, they are going and taking it. The reason is the golden handcuff. Right? I spoke about hedonic adaptation, you adopted so much to improve life, but you are always scared of losing it, right? So even when you're stuck in the wrong job, even when if you're stuck in something that you hate to do, if that is paying you enough, if that is sponsoring your lifestyle, you are kind of trapped in it and you don't know how to get out of it, right? And so the entire concept of letting go of what you have is concerns you and that also it negatively impacts your happiness level. So what did you understand at the end of it, right? Firstly, I mean, no harm in earning money. Of course, you do need money to some extent, but your life goal should not just be about making more and more money, right? Because I mean, if you really want to be happy, if being happy is a part of your agenda, then money will only fulfill a part of it, right? The rest of it has to be fulfilled by all the other more difficult ingredients, right? And I personally consider these ingredients really difficult as well, right? So I don't consider myself at utmost level of happiness. 
uh, in fact i have a lot of struggles to stay happy uh, and that's why i said at the very beginning this is not a topic i would have ever thought i would talk about right uh, anyways till next time thank you Thank you.